A little crazy, little sexy, little cool Little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear in major songs And I like that Hey guys, it's Friday and you know what that means. It is shaking the table with your host, that Artner. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week. It is June and we are on the weekend after my baby's birthday. Yes, my fiance just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Shout out, shout out, shout out. You know, happy birthday to him. Shout out to him on the radio ways. Um, we are going to continue our conversation about the different stereotypes of black women in the media. So the first stereotype that we talked about a few weeks ago was the stereotype of the mammy. Um, those are your Aunt Jemima's, your basically your happy-go-lucky, oh, yes, I'm I'm just here to make sure you have everything you need. I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to be your best friend. Mammy is everyone's best friend. She's a nanny. She's a confidant, but she's never going to step out of her place. That's your mammy. And mammy is ugly. Mammy is non-threatening. Mammy is typically overweight, super charcoal black. She doesn't threaten anyone's space in the house. Then you have the stereotype we talked about last week, which is quite a lot. <laughs> There's so much that we didn't even get to unpack last week with the next stereotype, but that was the Jezebel. And in contrast to Mammy, Jezebel is very sexy, very, you know, just wily, very seductive, um, just come hither like she's a siren she's a vixen and that's basically all she brings to the table is her just her uncontrollable desire for sex 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 is basically what the Jezebel is um at least what that stereotype is um and she's also the original which is from the biblical story of the Jezebel is she basically gets her way she runs things and she just bulldozes and the way she's able to do that is with her sexual wiles but that concept of being able to bulldoze is where we get our next stereotype from which is the one that i feel like is seen the most like absolutely the most today <laughs> whether it's coming from something that white people are writing in stories like in TV and whatnot, rather black people are writing in stories in TV. Every stereotype, and this is just for everything, every stereotype has an iota of truth. Whether or not it's a fair truth or not, just like we talked about last week with the slaves being on the auction block kind of oiled up and naked, like, oh, they just like sex craved and everything kind of wasn't their choice to be out there like in the nude, like barbarians. It was not their choice. So yes, it comes from someplace, but how fair is that? But the next stereotype is the sapphire. And that is, whew, if you want to get an idea of what sapphire is, think Sapphire Stevens, which is where that stereotype name comes from. And she was a character on the Amos and Andy show. Um, Amos and Andy was a 
extremely, extremely racist show <laughs> from like, I think that was from my grandparents' era. So it has to be like the 30s or 40s. Um, this is when the idea of the sassy mammy started to come into play. So mammies who talked back and mammies who had the fingers snapping and the neck rolling and the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah when all that became known as a black woman trope in the stuff like you see that today like mm, girl who you talking to da, 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 like just loud angry the idea of the angry black woman this is a derivative of sapphire stevens um yeah, so Sapphire was married to, in the show, in the Amos and Andy show, she was married to George Kingfish Stevens. And the way it's portrayed is that Kingfish is just this, like, bubbling, bubbling idiot. And Sapphire is just this super controlling, overpowering, emasculating, like, just spitfire for no reason. So, actually, I'm going to play a clip. We'll jump right into this clip right after the break. We are back. We are talking about the Sapphire stereotype for black women. And we are about to take a listen to Sapphire Stevens of the Amos and Andy show. Take a listen. Just so you can kind of get an idea of where this came from and why it was shown on screen so early in our society. So take a listen. What's the matter with you, George? Ain't you got no mind of your own? Well, I'm agreeing with you. You could at least express an opinion of your own. Must I tell the whole conversation? Well, now, honey... You sat there and heard the whole program. Ain't you got no opinion, no ideas on it? Well, now that you spoke of it, I think Harriet was a little... That's ridiculous. I'm only agreeing with you. I don't want you to agree with me. What am I, a child that I have to be humored? Do you think I'm stupid? And at the end of that clip, Kingfish actually asserts himself and says he's the king of his castle and basically he's not going anywhere. And then your next scene is you see him with all his bags packed walking out of the house. So that might sound kind of like funny and normal to us now because it's been depicted in the media so often. But back then, like especially in your 30s and 40s, the wife did not under any circumstances did not talk to the the husband like that you just didn't um so it was basically a a way of portraying the black home as being broken that the black man didn't run anything um he wasn't really a man he was more childlike than mannish um and he needed this woman who basically wanted to be the man herself to run things and as I mentioned before all stereotypes come from a certain place and do we have those black women who can be a bit much absolutely the issue is and just like the issue with every other stereotype on here is the oversimplification of it because there's plenty of white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, all the above, that this is also the case because it's a people issue. But it's not something that shows as a badge to their ethnicity. It's not something that if you have a overbearing white woman, we don't think, oh, white women are overbearing. But 
like in general as a whole, that one white woman who is, let's, let's just put it like one way. When we have Karens <laughs> out here doing Karen mess, you know, I don't even have to explain what that is. We all know what that is. And that might be an episode in its entirety on its own later on. <laughs> but when we have Karens out here doing some Karen mess, we, and I'm going to say we as a society, um, because, you know, black people could probably be like, speak for yourself in this, but we as a society aren't out here thinking like, oh, this is just white people. They don't do that. That white person has the luxury of being a represent a representative of just them. Um, it's not, oh, all white people are loud or, oh, all white people are angry or it's just something's wrong with that woman. That woman is loud. That woman is angry, or we have created a subcategory, which is why I was able to say Karen, of Karen. So you have white women, and then you have Karens. For black women, there is no subcategory. There is no angry black women or angry black women and black women. We have no subcategory. It is that idea that black women as a whole are angry, that black women as a whole are loud, are emasculating, are aggressive these are trigger words within our community when it's saying like if we and we i'm speaking as a black woman if we speak intentionally and with assertion because we will be disrespected if we do not and i'm not saying that as a as a might or as a generalization no in certain circumstances yes we absolutely will be disrespected if we do not assert ourselves because it's almost like you almost have to yell. And I'm not speaking like literally, but you have to put your foot down in order to be heard. But you could have said it politely, 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 politely. But the minute you actually, I'm like, okay, I'm frustrated. Oh, she's being aggressive. She's being angry. She's being this, that, and the third. And it's just like, what the heck? Like, really? Really? <laughs> and it's frustrating because, you know, our, our white counterparts they don't have to deal with that. They don't have to have that issue necessarily. And it also goes into play, particularly with the stereotype. It's with so many others, but particularly with the stereotype. You have to watch, or we as black women will have to watch how we act within regular culture. So you have um, W.E.B. Du Bois has coined the term double consciousness, another conversation entirely as well. <laughs> but that is to basically see yourself as black first and then American. Um, I like to think that black women have a sort of triple consciousness because at least I will say for myself, I see myself as black first and then a woman, like a black woman. <laughs> because women are not treated the same as men and then American. So I have to, I can't just be a person. I have to real, remember I am black. I have to remember I am a black woman and then I can just be American and be a person, which is dead last. So if something happens in like a grocery store where someone like pushes in front of me or something like that, something that might, irritate anybody you have to I'm not saying like it's okay to completely spaz out or whatnot but that thought does come across 
our heads. Like, I don't want to be seen as yet another angry, yelling black woman. Or let's not say even something as simple as that. Let's say something in the workplace that you have an opinion or a thought in, at work and your coworkers are just like not listening to you whatsoever. And you have said something like a million times and then that thing doesn't work. And someone throws you under the bus as if you didn't say it wasn't going to work. So then you could be like, uh, no, I actually said X, Y, and Z. But now you risk, run the risk of feeling of being called aggressive or being called hostile or being called angry for wanting to basically clear your name and assert yourself. And that thought does come up. Whether or not to say or do something does come up. And that is why I think that that is the most common stereotype that you see of black women now, because like, think you're, you're loving hip hop. You have these educated women, educated, beautiful women. And if they are not yelling, screaming and fighting, it's not good TV. It's just not good TV. And I'm all for some ratchet TV. I love good reality TV shows, but my friends and family could tell you, I like diverse ratchetry. <laughs> like, I don't want to just see black women acting crazy. Like, I used my show used to be, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is like, it's related, but it's not. My jam used to be the Bad Girls Club. Because everybody was ratchet in the house. Whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody was ratchet. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't feel like I'm just watching just a stereotype of us. This is just American culture gone wrong. <laughs> and it made me feel better <laughs> in a way. But that is all the time that we have. We'll have to touch on this later, you guys. So you have been listening to Shaking the Table with your host, That Art Nerd. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye.